Welcome, everybody, to Shits and Giggles with Joey Keenan. This is Shits and Giggles, and I am currently in Nashville right now. I am currently in Nashville when you guys are watching this, or when this episode comes out at least, which means I am visiting my wonderful, amazing, awesome girlfriend, right? But I'm not going to let that stop me from... um. You know, t- telling you guys the news. I mean, a lot of you guys out there, you guys get your news directly from me, nowhere else. So I have to keep you guys informed. It would be rude for me to, you know, take a whole week off. That's not what we're doing over here at Shits and Giggles. That's like 20, it's 2022 shit right there. 2023 Shits and Giggles? We don't miss a week. Mm-mm. That's going to age very nicely. But anyway, let's just get into it. I mean, why waste time? Um tragic story coming out of the Obama family. Obama's family chef found dead in pond on Martha's Vineyard, police say. Uh, Massachusetts officials are currently investigating the incident that took place um, on Monday morning. The body of a missing paddleboarder recovered from a pond in Martha's Vineyard on Monday morning was an employee of former President Barack Obama, the Massachusetts State Police said. Divers for the MSP Underwater Recovery Unit retrieved the body of a 45-year-old Tafari Campbell Campbell, at Edgartown Great Pond. Tragic story, right? So, I don't know too much of the details, but from what I can understand, the paddleboarder went missing in the pond on Sunday, but authorities suspended the search after several hours to allow dive teams, flight crews, and other responders to re-equip and assess next steps after they could not find the man. And they eventually found him. So what we have here is a employee of the Obamas, a personal chef. They met, the Obamas met Tafari during their time at the White House because Tafari was on the kitchen staff, he was a talented sous chef at the White House. He was creative and passionate about food and its ability to bring people together. Um, and Obama, Barack, and Michelle, they both really liked him. And they, and they asked Tafari to continue working with them after they left the White House. And he generously agreed. And, they've, and Tafari, this guy looks like a very sweet man, very nice man. Um, he's been in the Obamas' life ever since, and they are heartbroken, the Obamas. They are heartbroken about Tafari and the death of him. Obviously, prayers to Tafari's family, um, his wife, Sharice, and their twin boys, Xavier and Savin. Savin, it's horrible. He looked to be a wonderful man, um... The underwater recovery unit retrieved his body about 100 feet from the shore and 8 feet underwater, which is uh, interesting. But uh, I just want to take this moment. You know, obviously I can go a lot of different ways with this, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are expecting me to go one way with this, and I'm not going to go there. But where I'm going to go is I'm going to take a moment to appreciate a good work-life balance. I want to take a moment, this moment, this story, as tragic as it is, 
to also bring some awareness to the fact that it is amazing to have a job in which you're able to do what you want when you want it. I mean, Tafari, he died paddleboarding at a beautiful, probably a beautiful estate in Martha's Vineyard, right? I mean, that's pretty close to angelic, if you ask me. Um, I want to take this moment to talk about how amazing it is that you could be so talented and you can get to a point in your career where you're brought on by the president's, an ex-president's family and be their personal chef. Tafari probably had really good pay, a really good salary, really good benefits, the whole buck, throw it at him. He had it. And he was able, in his busy work life, I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure it's not easy to cook for the Obamas, right? I'm sure there's a lot of, you know, Michelle probably, <laughs> I'm sure Michelle's a pretty opinionated eater, right? I'm sure Tafari has had easier clients in the past, uh, like Bill Clinton. I think Bill Clinton was the guy, whoever the, the president was before Obama. Tafari also worked for him as well. Let me actually fact check that real quick. I don't want to sound like an asshole. It's Bill Clinton, right? Bill Clinton. Yes. Yes, Bill Clinton. Oh, no, George Bush. That's who it is. But I think he also worked for the Clintons as well. When the Clintons were president and the Bushes were president, um, Tafari was at the White House working. And, you know, he worked his way up to getting a private gig with the Obamas. And he finally achieved a position in life where his employers respected his hobbies. And one of Tafari's hobbies was clearly paddleboarding. Um, the Obamas weren't at Martha's Vineyard during the time of his demise, but I guess Tafari was able to have some time away from meal prep and away from planning meals for the Obamas. He he had the opportunity to go out paddleboarding because, you know, it's important to keep up with your hobbies. I feel like, you know, us Gen Zers rise up. We all value, we will sacrifice a little bit of money in order for us to get some freedom into our lives. We will sacrifice, you know, maybe... A better job title if that means we have a little bit more autonomy over ourselves and I think that the older people Gen X Millennials as lazy as they say that us Gen Z people are which you know there is probably some truth to that Millennials and Gen X and above and above they also are kind of like proud of us for leading the charge on like jobs that pay you a fair wage they take your opinions you know seriously they they allow you to take time off pay time off they give you benefits they they you know offer you remote work they basically with all the goal in mind to give workers a chance to have a personal life outside of work that's where work-life balance comes into play and Tafari he achieved that. I mean, I don't know how old was he. He was like 45 or something. He, um, He's obviously Gen X, right? And he 
achieved a lot of what Gen X, I mean, not Gen X, uh, Gen Z wants, and that is a job in which you're able to go paddleboarding on the clock. I mean, when I first read the story, I was obviously, you know, devastated, but, and I also had a lot of questions, but what we have here isn't a tragic death of a chef, of a very influential, rich family. What we have here isn't, you know, some conspiracy. No, 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 no. What we had here was a guy that was so happy that he finally had a job that respected his personal life. He was so happy, in fact, that during his paddleboarding experience, he was he was probably hitting himself in the head, like hitting himself in the head out of just pure ecstasy and and just enjoyment and graciousness and gratefulness because when they found his body he had blunt force trauma on his head which you know is probably why he drowned I mean Tafari was so fucking happy that after all of these years of slaving away for you know the Clintons the Bushes he he finally reached he finally reached a point in his career where he could just go paddleboarding on a on a Sunday afternoon he didn't have to worry about oh what the fuck does George want for breakfast. Oh, I got to make sure it's good for him because, you know, George Bush is my boss and I, I really care about what he thinks. And as tragic as it is, I think there's something good about this story and it's it's really exciting. I mean, but it but it's not like Tafari wasn't a hard worker, wasn't a hard worker either because he didn't go out that far. I mean, he wasn't going to go way out in the middle of the pond. He wanted to stay close to shore. And for whatever reason, when he was really close to shore, only about 100 feet, which isn't that far, he was just hitting himself in the head because he was so excited and he ended up drowning. And, you know, obviously a lot of questions are to be answered. But at this moment, I think it's just important that we keep our space from the Obamas. We definitely don't need to ask them any questions. That's, that's, no. They did their job. They were good employers. They gave their employees a chance to explore hobbies of theirs. And, you know, that's what Tafari did. He, he died doing what he loved. I mean, when I look at this man, I see someone who loves aquatic activities. I see a man who loves underwater exploration. I, I see a man who just loves it. And I'm sure he grew up swimming. I'm sure he grew up in an area where there was a lot of water activities for him to participate in. And it even carried with him into adulthood. It's important. You know, a lot of people ask me, Joey, what's what's the secret to a happy life? What's the secret to a fulfilling life? And I I say, well, other than God, other than have a good relationship with God, after you do that, it's also important to make your inner child happy, to heal your inner child. Do the things that you love to do as a child. Because before life got in the way, before, you know, life bails, dreams being killed, before all that happened, you were just a kid who liked to play with action figures. You were just a kid who liked to paint. And it's important to go back into that. If you like to play basketball as a kid, you you should be playing basketball well into your 40s, well into your 50s. It's important. 
And Tafari, clearly he grew up paddleboarding. Um, maybe playing water polo. I don't know. I don't know where he grew up. Let's look. Why not? Let's look. We got the time. You guys have you, do you guys have anywhere to be? Fuck it, dude. Let's see. Tafari can't even spell his name. Tafari Campbell. Where'd this man grow up? Is it gonna is it gonna say? Virginia. Dumfries, Virginia. Let's let's look up Dumfries, Virginia. Let's see. Dumfries, Virginia. Yeah, you see? A lot of water around there. A lot of water. So he definitely grew up swimming and loving to swim. So just thought I'd let you guys know the news. And, you know, I know a lot of you guys are probably like, oh, Joey, like you're being fucking very uncompassionate. And I just want you to know that, no, I'm not. I'm I'm honored. I'm, I'm very proud of this guy for reaching the level that I think many of us listening strive to be at. I mean, that's what I want. I want to be, I want to work a job someday where I am free to do whatever I want. I want to work a job someday where I wake up on a Monday and I wake up on a Saturday and I feel the exact same way because I love my work, but I also love my hobbies. So that's just something to think about. But yeah, like I said in the beginning of this episode, I am currently in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, it has been quite some time since I've traveled someplace new. The last place that I traveled to that was new to me was Puerto Rico with my family when I was like 16 or 17. So it's been a long time since I've explored a new area. Um, so I'm excited about that. I really am. Uh, follow the podcast's Instagram account. There's not going to be any clips coming out this week because I'm going to leave my laptop. I just voice cracked. I'm going to leave my laptop back at home and just take the week to really enjoy the presence of my girlfriend and to, um, you know, reconnect with her and to have some fun with her. I'm sure you guys can respect that work-life balance, right? Can't have, can't just work, 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 work without taking some time to relax, right? And I've been working so hard. I, like, when I look back at the past couple months, I think, Jesus, Joey, you need a break. You, you've been, you're going to get burnt out. You've been working so hard and that's why I'm leaving my laptop at home. I, ju I just need that week break. So that's why there's going to be no clips coming out. But you can still follow the podcast's Instagram account. And for the next episode, they will be clips once again. Um, what else, man? Yeah, I'm pretty nervous about flying. I am not excited about that. It's been quite some time since I've flown on an airplane. Last time I flew on an airplane was when I was living in California, and it's been quite some time. It's been like three, four years, so, you know, that's something to be excited about, I guess, but I'm also nervous, um, but yeah, man, I'm excited to go check out Nashville, see what that city has to offer, and if I like it, fuck it, man, maybe I'll move there. I mean, it is an option for me. Moving to Nashville is most certainly an option. My girl has a spot for me, and it's really just up to me to be like, hmm, you know what? I'll move there, right? That's, it's honestly just completely up to me. I'm just, you know, too scared to do that for the sake of our relationship and myself. But uh, now I'm oversharing. Speaking of oversharing, I ended up having a cavity. Last week I 
was briefly mentioned that I'm going to the dentist and I went to the dentist and turns out I have a cavity and I walked out of that place humiliated. I was fucking so ashamed and now I have to wait all the way till September to get it filled. So now I get to walk around knowing that I have a cavity in my mouth. Like I'm nine. Dude, getting a cavity is such like nine-year-old shit like when like when you lose all your baby teeth i guess like maybe when you're like 12 or 13 that's when you start having your real teeth that's when the cavities start kicking in and i thought i was you know i thought i grew out of getting cavities i thought i you know i I floss every day i scrape my tongue most days i brush my teeth twice a day and here we are i have a cavity and i think that just goes to mention that joey's been eating too much sugar man you know, my, my girl, as lovely as she is, as amazing as she is, as much as I love her, she instilled a pretty bad habit on me. And that habit is something that me and her like to call sweet treats. Um, You know, for the past two years of me, you know, being with her every day, eating every meal with her, she liked to have a sweet treat after dinner every night. And you know, the majority of times, I would agree. I would have a sweet treat with her because <laughs> I go with the flow, baby. You want to have a cheese? You want to have cheesecake for the fourth time this week? Fuck yeah, let's do it, babe. Whatever you want. And I think the amount of sugar, the amount of you know alcohol, even you know, I used to be a quite quite a big boozer. I think it all caught up to me, and now I have a cavity. It's a small cavity, which my dentist wanted to wanted to specify but at the same time it's like small cavity big cavity what's really the difference i still have a cavity but uh yeah man fuck it fuck it man fuck it uh what else man someone faked winning the powerball um i went to go play the powerball last week and on the way to go buy a ticket I was just thinking and daydreaming about what it would be like to win the lottery and what I would do. And <clears throat> first off, I'm keeping that shit a secret if I win. I've I've briefly talked about this topic before, about what I would do if I won the lottery. Um, but I'm keeping that shit a secret. And to be honest, I'm not going to change anything about my lifestyle. Like, I'll still probably work a job. I'll still probably you know, not live in a fucking really nice place. I would probably just buy a bunch of real estate, you know? I love people like that. I love people out there who graduate from college or spent all their 20s partying, and they're just like, I'm just going to start getting into real estate because they spent the past 25 years leeching off of other people, leeching off of other people's social statuses, climbing the ranks in elementary school, you know, spreading rumors and fucking, you know, always trying to be friends with the popular kids. And, you know, they get with the popular kids. And, you know, when they grow up to be in high school, all of a sudden the popular kids, or or at least they think they're popular, they no longer fuck with the person because they realize that they're a leech. And then they're just left with no real relationships because everything was so transactional. So then they just keep going through life. And by the time they get to college, they join Greek life. And when they're in Greek life, they do the same shit. They're like, oh, what's the best top sorority fraternity that I could join? They, they, they hire a consultant, right? Because that's what people do now. They hire consultants for Greek life. Like, 
you know, people pay like four or five bands for in order for them to get consulted by an actual person from like McKinsey to like teach them like, oh, this is what you do on social media. This is how you talk to these people. This is how you get into a top house. And then they're paying all this money and they do all this stuff and they, you know, they, they party, party, party. They make all these really popular friends, really cool, high social status friends. They're living life, right? They graduate from college then. And they leave college and they realize, fuck, I just spent the last eight years of my life worrying about what other people think about me and not really pursuing what my inner child wants me to do. And now I need to be a realtor. Now now I need to be a realtor because I know nothing but making relationships and being fake and really having no redeemable qualities or skills. So let me just be a realtor. Fuck it, dude. Let me Let me just get into real estate. And that'll make me a bunch of money because that'll give me a lot of status because that's all that matters, right? And I could drum a really nice beamer and put my face all over the place. It'll be great. It's my childhood dream is to be a realtor, right? And anyway, that's what I was thinking about when I was on my way to go buy a ticket. I was like, I'll just go buy real estate. And obviously, the buying real estate and owning real estate isn't the same thing as being a realtor, but... My point still stands that people like people think buying real estate, renting out properties, like people just kind of throw that around, like the term rental properties, LLCs. It's a very common thing nowadays because it sounds easy on paper, but I don't think it's that easy, dude. Like I don't think, obviously, if I had a billion dollars, which was what the uh, the Powerball jackpot was. Obvious if I had that much money. Yeah, dude. I, I'm able to just throw money at shit, buy a bunch of properties, and then just hold on to it and, you know, watch the property value skyrocket. Am I, do I have sweat stains? What the fuck? I do. Anyway. Where the fuck am I even going with this? Oh, yeah. That's right. So, I'm driving on the way to uh, 7-Eleven to buy my ticket. And I was thinking about it. And I was like, dude, I think it's probably in my best interest to not win this because I think that would fuck me up so bad because what is even the point what is even the point of anything when you have that much money you don't have to worry about anything I guess that would be an opportunity for me to you know take risks on business ideas that I have one business idea that I've had over the past couple weeks is I want to come up with some sort of device that allows you to uh, tan naked because a common problem that I find because I really would love to go outside butt ass naked and tan my butthole and tan my balls. But a problem that I face is, you know, there's neighbors, right? I can't just walk around my backyard naked because that's not a good idea. So I wanted to kind of come up with some sort of product that allows people to have privacy, but still be able to tan and that is probably a business idea that I would do if I won the lottery because you're able to take risk. Obviously, at this very moment in time, I don't know if I would take that risk because, you know, I don't even know how to I don't even know how to make a product like who makes it like I have to get it patented. It's a whole bunch of like what ifs and what do's, you know, it's very confusing, but. I guess that's the whole point of winning the Powerball. And as long as I'm not somebody who, you know, just wants to spend it on cocaine and hookers, I mean, I think, I I honestly think it's probably, you're probably better off just 
Because there's no way to really make sense of that much money. There isn't. I feel like it's better to just kind of waste it and blow it and just die in a very dramatic and insane way. Like crash a Ferrari with like three hookers in the car, like high on coke. Like I think that that's probably the better way to go about it. Because if you try to make sense of it, you're in over your head because you just got that money one day. And now you're like a realtor. Now you're, you know, trying to come up with uh, butt tanning salons. Like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I think it's important to take small steps in life. So that way, every step that you take, you realize, you know, oh, oh, this isn't that much harder than what I've already done. It's like, oh, taking small steps and, you know, so you don't get everything all at once. Because once you get everything all at once, what's even the point of living, man? What's even the point of living? But I went to 7-Eleven to buy this ticket and somebody in front of me was like to the guy working, because he was also buying a ticket. If I win, I'll be back here. And then he just kind of ran out of the store. He was a very fuck. He was a really weird dude. But anyway, that doesn't matter. And then it was my turn to go up and buy the ticket. And the guy working at Seven Eleven like tried to make small talk with me. He was like, he was like, uh, he won't actually be back here. Trying to make like a joke, like. He was like, huh, like, that guy's not actually going to be back. It's so annoying when people say that kind of stuff to me. And I looked at him, and I was like, ew, why are you talking to me? And no, I wasn't. <laughs> but, <coughs> no, I actually did think that, though. Ew, why are you talking to me? Because this guy was a very gross character. Because he was, like, 25, working at 7-Eleven. So it was that type of person. And he was white. It wasn't, like, an Asian dude. Because I feel like if you're, like, a person of color or... Asian working at 7-Eleven at 25 years old you're you're not necessarily a bum you just kind of have a hard break but like a white kid like like you used to like threaten to kill your parents and you used to set fires in your backyard and you know probably choke bunnies out like something ain't right with you why are you here and is that offensive I don't know man I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about anymore I don't I don't, dude. Um, but yeah, someone said that they won the the billion Powerball in um, Los Angeles. Somebody said that, that she won, and then it turns out she didn't. And she was like, yeah, yeah, I was just fucking around. I just wanted to be on TV. Which, honestly, dude, so shameless. You gotta respect it. You gotta respect someone who's just is like, yeah, I won, guys. Just lying. Like, that's a lot of people are like, kind of mad at her. Like, oh, you, why'd you lie? Like, uh, but no, like, that's funny as hell. Like, she was like, ah, I'm just, I'm just fucking around, dude. What can I say? I didn't mean it. Well, you thought I meant it? No. No, I didn't mean it. Mbappe, is that how you pronounce his name? Mbappe, he, in the same week, got a $1 billion contract for one year on some team. Uh, the Saudi Arabia, the Saudi Arabians cut him a check, and honestly, dude, after what Mbappe did in the fucking World Cup, he even got me impressed. Like Mbappe, like if you're able to get me impressed, because I'm always on some hater shit. Like if you even if you get me freaking out and like cheering and shit, because I was, dude, that finale, the finale of the World Cup this past year, two years ago, whatever the hell it was, I was freaking. I was out of my mind, dude. I was screaming. 
I've never, ever gotten that into sports, ever. And that was, like, my first time ever watching soccer, and I was that into it. Like, I was screaming, dude, screaming. And it was, like, what, it was, like, 11 o'clock in the morning, 1, o- one o'clock in the uh, afternoon. Like, it was early in the day. The sun was out, and I was just freaking the fuck out, so into it. And those were the good days, man. Those were the good days in life. But um, better days are to come, right? Praying for better days. I just want better days, Lord. Um, but yeah, man, after Mbappe did that shit, dude, you better call him a billion-dollar check. Easy, dude. One year of work, he deserves that shit. 110%. 100%, dude. He deserves that. I've been thinking. I've been thinking about the possibility of just moving to Saudi Arabia. Or like Dubai or just anywhere but America. Because I feel like in these other places, people are just raking in money. Or maybe not even that. Maybe people aren't even just raking in money. Maybe it's just like the cost of living in these other places. Obviously in Saudi Arabia, like they all have oil money. Which that would be funny as hell if I just infiltrated my way into like the oil business in Saudi Arabia. Like me, like someone that looks like me just in there. Wearing that fucking outfit and shit. That'd be so hard body, dude. I would look so hard body in that shit, dude. Dude, someday, man. Someday there's going to be a picture on my gram. Because that's always what happens whenever people come up in the industry. They always end up in Dubai or Saudi Arabia. Wearing that fucking plaid head cloth. Just like posing. And I'm like, dude, you fucking made it, man. And I wonder why that is. I wonder why when you reach a certain level in this business... You're, like, in Saudi Arabia or Dubai just flexing. Like, I wonder why that is. But I want to wear that outfit someday. And I'll be in that outfit someday. 110%. I'm manifesting it. On this podcast right now, I'm manifesting it that I want to wear that outfit. And you know exactly what outfit I'm talking about. You know exactly what outfit I'm talking about. But, yeah, man, I would love to just move to Saudi Arabia. Just walk around in that shit. I understand they're, like, misogynistic over there and, you know, homophobic. But, like, you know, it doesn't mean I have to be, right? Just because I'm hanging out with a bunch of people who are misogynistic and homophobic, that doesn't mean I am, right? It's like, oh, you're guilty by association. It's like, no, dude. You could keep that type of thinking in America, man. You could keep the type of thinking in America. No, no, no. I'm over here in Saudi Arabia getting fucking lit. Getting my feet massaged, women not talking. Like I'm, like I, I'm getting fed. Like I'm having a time of my life over here. I'm driving a Bugatti. Like it's, it's fun. It, I'm, I'm, I'm living nice. And you're just jelly, hundred and ten percent. But yeah, man, Saudi Arabia, they're cutting people checks. Eventually, they're gonna cut me checks, which is why I'm on here saying I respect what you guys are doing over there, man. And I will gladly accept any money you throw at me, and I will listen to you. I'm a good boy. I will most certainly listen to you. If there's something you want me to do that maybe is against my morals for a bill, I'll do that shit. I will. I'm not even really joking right now. I know I'm always a wise ass on here, but right now I'm not being a wise ass. Saudi Arabia, if you guys want to cut me a check, I'll fucking start being misogynistic, dude. 110%. 110%. I'll be homophobic. I'll, I'll, I'll do whatever you want me to do for a bill. Because, like, other people's opinions don't even matter when you have a bill. Be like, oh, yeah, you guys are all mad. Like, I'm living nice, comfortably, you know, penthouse silly, you know, all that shit, dude. I'd be in there. Everyone on TikTok being like, 
this is how far a thousand dollars gets me in Bali. It's like fuck you, dude. I'm in Saudi Arabia, not even caring about how far a thousand dollars get is getting me. I'm I have a bill, and all I have to do is slap a woman every once in a while. Easy, dude. Shout out Saudi Arabia, man. Don't get it fucking twisted. What else do we got? What else do we got in the news? Not much. Not much here, dude. We don't have that much. We have, uh, I mean, I guess I could quickly talk about this. We also have, there's a, there's a Chipotle in Fort Myers, Florida that is currently going viral because one of the workers, her name's Lucy, um, has been reporting. A lot of people have been talking about on the Yelp reviews of this Chipotle that there's this woman named Lucy who's been sleeping with people's husbands. Like, there's some Chipotle mistress out there, like, making burritos, serving guac, and, you know, uh, sleeping with people's husbands. And I tried to find this woman. I really did, because I wanted to interview her. And I'm I'm doing this episode pretty early in the week, so I didn't really have enough time to really get in contact with her. I found out her name. I found out her last name. I connected with her on LinkedIn. I found her Instagram. She hasn't accepted me on either yet, but I was going to slide in the DMs and try to get her on here because I feel like that would be fucking hilarious, dude, because not only do I have questions about, um, you know, how she even seduces people's husbands in, in a Chipotle, because that's like a whole, that's like a, that's like a crazy thing right there. And that would have been really good journalism. But I also wanted to ask her some questions about like, hey, What's up with the portions? Why ever since 2016 you guys threw in the towel and just gave up on happiness? Like, why is everyone in your shit so miserable all the time? Doing petty scoops. Like, why are you so petty, dude? Disrespectful schmears. 110%. But, anyway. Someone... I don't know if this is real. Um, Lucy is a real person. Because I found her LinkedIn. And I found her... Chipotle. I mean, and I found her Instagram, but this could be a fake story, dude. There's really no way to know. Like, what? Like, what are the uh, what are the reviews? What are the reviews? Oh yeah, someone wrote, "Don't send your husbands here to pick up Chipotle." Next thing you know, Lucy is going to seduce them into sleeping with with her, like she has with multiple married men. You have guac to be kidding me. So obviously this might be a joke, but it's making, you know, the Wall Street Journal. So obviously it's real, right? Um, I don't even know how you get turned on in Chipotle, dude. Like, I'm just thinking about, like, if I was single, right? And I walked into a Chipotle and one of the women making my burrito, like, is like, hey, you want to get out of here? I'm like, no, I don't, actually. I'm starving. You gave me no chicken. The guac is brown. I'm not interested in doing anything with you because you're fucking me over with these portions, dude. And it also smells in here. How about you wipe off tables instead of trying to wipe me off? You know what I'm saying? Hey, oh, <laughs> no, that was corny. Um, but yeah, man, I don't know. That's all I got today. Hopefully this was a good episode. I mean, I tried my best. I tried my best. I mean, I came up with this episode in like two days. So cut me a little slack if this isn't the best episode ever. Now I'm realizing that I'm blending in with my background. This is a purple t-shirt and the background is dark blue. I'm confused. But yeah, man. 
what did we learn today? What did we learn today? We learned a couple things today. We learned that realtors are the leeches of the world. We learned that um, it's okay to sell your soul to Saudi Arabia. And we learned the importance of a good work-life balance. Sometimes work-life balance can make you so happy that you punch yourself into oblivion that you drown in eight feet of water. And that's just what happens sometimes, dude. What even is paddleboarding, by the way? I didn't even talk about that. What even is that? Dude. I'm like so confused how you drown. Because if you think about it, paddleboarding is the thing where, when you're on a board, right? And you have that really long, like, thing that you, you know, do this with. And it, and if you're in eight feet of water, this guy's probably tall, too. Can we find out how, how tall he is? Let's actually try to find out how tall this guy is. Because now I'm, now I'm going down a conspiracy route. How tall is this dude? Because he drowned in eight feet of water, which is, like, kind of hard to do. Because all you got to do is jump up and... Right? How how tall is he, dude? Height. Let's see. It's probably... Not, I'm probably not going to be able to find this information, but... He's 5'9". Okay. All right. Maybe. Uh, shit happens, I guess. But, yeah, man. What? You can't, like... Like, climb up the pole? I don't know what I'm talking about. But, yeah, man. That's what we learned today. That's what we learned. Um, yeah, man, I'm looking forward to next week's episode. Uh, all, all of you guys, feel free to reach out and wish me and my girlfriend a nice time together. Um, I'm very, very excited to be with her and to spend some time with her. And <coughs> hopefully Nashville is a cool place to be. Hopefully I like it. But I'm sure when I come back here next week, I'll have some negative things to say about it because I always find the negative, dude. Dude, I can find the negative in... Someone getting their cancer cured. Like I, I, I could, I could do it, man. I could, I could be like, ah, fucking yeah, you got your cancer cured, but you're bald now. Like I'd say some shit like that. But anyway, follow podcast's Instagram account. If you're listening to this on Spotify and audio platforms, uh, rate the podcast five stars. If you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, like the video. You know what to do. Um, all right, man. I love you all. I will talk to you guys all next week. I'm looking forward to it. Praise God. Bye-bye.